You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, beautiful humans. I wanted to take my turn to record a solo podcast because there's a topic that's been kind of coming up for me a lot and I just wanted to talk through it and share about it because it's coming up a lot for me with my coaching clients and in my own life and in conversations with people. And that is the topic of expanders in love and how the people around us teach us about love. And when I use the term expanders, I want to say that I learned that term Um, from an absolutely wonderful podcast and manifestation education platform called To Be Magnetic. I have used their workshops for myself and listened to their podcast for quite some time now. And they taught me about this term, expander. And we're all familiar with what the word expand or expansion means, what the concept is, right? Something comes into your life and expands you. Your mind learns and grows. You are expanded. Now, they use the term expander to describe someone or something that you can seek out that looks similarly to what your vision, goal, desires for life are and use that as a way to learn. So an example of this would be, let's say you want to be in a loving relationship, but you aren't totally certain what a healthy relationship looks like. And you can look around for expanders. So like maybe you go to social media, maybe you're someone who scrolls on social media and you see a couple on an Instagram video. And they look so tenderly and deeply in love and connected. Now, we all know that social media is, you know, the mask we put out to the world. But for the sake of this theory, we're just going to assume that they are sharing authentically and genuinely and they are very connected. Maybe you followed this couple for a while. Maybe they are influencers who share around love and relationships and dating. And you've followed them for a while. That's an expander in your life because you want that. You crave that. And so you find yourself watching it, listening to it, intaking it because it's an indicator of where you want to go in life. And so that is the concept of an expander. Now, when I started my divorce journey, I had this moment as I was approaching dating again and I was approaching the idea of what would it look like to have another relationship in the future and I looked around me and recognized that in my closest circle of friends and the people who were closest to me All of my closest girlfriends, closest friends, doesn't matter the gender, they all have a relationship, whether they're married or they're in a long-term relationship, 
with someone that is truly, deeply, genuinely their person. And you can see it and you can feel it. And when you're around them, you feel it. You feel how connected they are. You see how they have arguments because they're not perfect, but they treat each other respectfully. And they always heal and repair and come back to each other. And they share the same visions for life. And they know each other. And as I was exiting my marriage and reflecting on the people around me and their relationships, I found myself feeling jealous when I was around my friends. I'm feeling jealous because I looked and I thought, wow, I am surrounded by couples. And, oh my gosh, it doesn't feel good to be the single person around a bunch of couples. Why is that? And I got so jealous of my friends and and not in the way of like, I would avoid them or I would talk them down, but just this feeling inside of what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me that I haven't had a partner who, when we argue, we do it respectfully. We disagree respectfully. We communicate civilly like mature adults. And then we circle back and we repair. And so my friends in their relationships are expanding me towards what it is that I long for. And I take a look around and I see that around me. And I love, I love that I'm surrounded by it. I love now that I get to spend time with my friends And that their husbands and partners are also now my friends. That I can reach out to their husbands and partners for help, for assistance, for conversation. And it's safe. Because, and this is a big piece for me, the women in my life, their partners have deep integrity. Deep integrity. And that is something I crave. A partner who is safe for my friends, who's not going to be inappropriate towards them or entertain any kind of inappropriate advances, that they are a safe person. And I love so much that my friends have these types of men in their life or women in their life. Because I look back at my younger years and there was a long period of time in my life when the people in my life, my friendships, They were all with other human beings as partners who didn't have integrity and they cheated and they were abusive and they were terrible towards my friends. And so now to, in my 30s, mid-30s, after divorce, look around and see that I am surrounded with amazing humans who treat each other so well that it inspires me to want a similar relationship. That is expanding. That is expansive. I'm not surrounded by people who have abusive partners. That is so magical to me. Now in terms of dating, it's been such a fascinating journey for me over the past two years as I have dated through divorce, post-divorce. And I've dated three people. And each one of those persons, individuals, 
have taught me an incredible, beautiful lesson and expanded me in such a rich way. The first one taught me boundaries. Because when I express my boundaries at the beginning of our connection or relationship, early in dating, the boundaries were acknowledged, they were heard, they were met. Until about six weeks in, when I found out that this person had violated one of my boundaries. And that boundary had been that I was completely open to them dating other people because we were early dating. This is how dating works. You don't need to put all of your eggs in one basket right away. I understand going on dates with other people. But for me, I wanted to know that they were being safe sexually and for us to have conversation about that. So then I found out six weeks later that this person was also seeing other people and wasn't telling me and having a physical relationship with them. And that was a violation of my boundary. And it gave me the opportunity because that was a trigger for me because my spouse had done that for our entire relationship, gone behind my back. So this trigger came up and I came to this space where I could either freak out and, you know, chew them out and be so angry and so mad. I could ignore it and self-abandon around my own boundary. Or I could do what I ended up doing, which was I approached them and I said, hey, we need to have a conversation about this. Thank you for sharing with me that you are seeing other people. That doesn't serve what I'm looking for in dating. I really appreciate our time together, but this, this doesn't work for me. So thank you, but no thank you. And he was so sweet and apologetic. Yes, I should have told you sooner. I am seeing other people. And I completely respect your boundary and thank you for your time. It was wonderful. We had a great time together. And so we were able to end this connection in such a beautiful, kind, respectful way. And that taught me so much. And that was the first lesson about my boundaries. I get to have boundaries. I get to respect my own boundaries and I get to stick to my own boundaries. <laughs> it was so freaking cool after I had self-abandoned for eight and a half, almost nine years in my marriage relationship with someone who didn't honor my boundaries. The second person I dated, they taught me deeper about my boundaries, yes, but they also taught me so much about taking the time to get to know someone and seeing who they truly are under the surface and to recognize that chemistry doesn't equal compatibility. This person and I had such a deep chemistry and connection over similar things in life. We both are creative people. We both had a vision for how that creativity would play out in our lives that aligned in a, in a deep way. But at the end of the day, who we were as people was not compatible in so many levels because I am committed to a very deeply spiritual life and self-growth and I'm very motivated on my, my own journey. And this person was still stuck in the space of playing games emotionally. And they weren't emotionally available. 
and they would come in and out of my life consistently, just going back and forth on what they wanted. And no matter how much I cared for this person, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And I didn't want to self-abandon anymore. I wasn't going to chase this person. And so we ended our connection. And that taught me so much about the way that it's important to take time to get to know their human being, to see who they really are, because that initial spark doesn't matter if you don't have compatibility in the day-to-day. If you aren't in the same space of life on what you want from a relationship and having done the work to become the kind of partner to yourself that you would want to have in another human being and being willing to commit to the relationship in that way. So that was lesson number two. The third person I dated taught me so many lessons about what safety and connection looks like in a relationship that takes intentionality, that takes time, where two people come together purposely, and I hate to use the word intentionally so many times, but the intention of growing together and working towards a common goal. There was chemistry, there was compatibility, and we took the time to figure that out. Now, ultimately, there ended up being some pieces in the other person's life that didn't allow us to continue dating. But because we had so much intentionality and that this person had so much integrity in who they are and we had a respectful connection, we were able to end that relationship in such a sweet, kind, thoughtful way, a connected way. I didn't come away from the ending of this relationship wringing my hands and crying that I would never find this a person like this again because at the end of the day, I learned what's possible and it gave me hope for the future. So all three of these relationships in my dating life since I started my divorce process expanded me in such a deep way and it took my bar off the ground and it set it up so high that I will never accept anything less than that ever again. I will only accept my boundaries being honored and heard. I will only accept someone willing and ready to step into connection with me in an intentional way, who knows what they want without a shadow of a doubt. And a person who has such deep integrity and respect for other human beings that they will never intentionally hurt me. And that is so vastly different from the people I dated before in my life. That's so vastly different from the experience I had of relationship and marriage and co-parenting. So dating for me has been expansive on such a deep level. Now, it goes beyond that as well. There's other people in my life who are teaching me about love and expanding me on what it is that I'm looking for. Because I look back at my 20s again, my younger 20s especially, and the men in my life then were men who always wanted something from me, even if it was a friend, 
Even if it was friendship, it came with strings attached. I'm going to help you with something. I'm going to come fix something for you. I'm going to come hang out with you. I'm going to take you to coffee, but there's a string attached. I want something from you. I'm going to, in a couple of weeks, tell you how I feel about you. And if you don't want to date me, we're never going to be friends again. The men in my life were not great friends most of the time. The other men in my life were my friends, partners, who at the time, a lot of my friends didn't have great partners. They were being cheated on. They were being abused. They were being jerked around emotionally. I didn't have my dad in my life. I didn't have my brothers in my life. So the men I had in my life in my early 20s when I did a lot of my dating, I was dating men just like the men in my life. I look around now and all of the men in my life are wonderful human beings. I have my, my friends' partners who are also my friends. I have several wonderful male-identified men who are my friends and I can trust them so deeply because I know that they are never, never going to be inappropriate towards me. There is never a string attached. They genuinely love me and care about me and they want to see me flourishing and they're there for me and they check on me and I can call them and say, can you come help me with a pipe underneath my house? Can you help me with this with my car? Can you give me advice on this? And they are there in a heartbeat and they don't expect anything from me. Do we have an energetic exchange in terms of friendship? Absolutely, because I would do the same thing for them. I would be there for them in a heartbeat, and I am. But that's it. That's it. There's no expectation. I'm going to do this thing for you, and in a couple of weeks, I'm going to hit on you. And if you don't accept that from me, we're never going to be friends again, and I'm going to blow up on you, and I'm going to disappear from your life. No, the men around me who are my friends have integrity. They have respect, they have honor, and they never make me feel like I owe them anything. We just exist together in friendship, and it's so expansive, so expansive, because now I know that when I start dating someone, if the men in my life tell me, this is not a good dude, I can trust them. If they say to me, we're concerned about you and the person that you're with, I know it's not from a place of, because I want to I date you. <laughs> it's because we care about you and this person is not a good person for you. I can trust their opinions. I have my dad and my little brothers in my life again, some of them. And my dad and my little brothers that I'm close with, they have such deep integrity and they show up for me. They check on me. And we have a deeper connection than I ever thought possible again. Backstory on that, I grew up in a cult, as you've heard me mention before in the podcast. And when I was 16, I was kicked out and excommunicated. And as a result, when you're excommunicated, your family's not allowed to communicate with you. So for almost 10 years of my life, I didn't have a relationship with several of my siblings, most of my siblings. In my early 20s, one of my brothers and I reconnected 
and he is now one of my closest friends. After the birth of my first child, my dad and I reconnected. And now I go to my dad for everything. (laughs) I'm a daddy's girl again, just like I was when I was little. And I love it because my dad is there for the hard questions. I can text him at two o'clock in the morning and say, dad, why did this thing happen when I was a kid? Why did this happen? Why did we go to this church? Why did we go this cool? Like what, what happened with this experience? Can you explain this to me? And he's there for it. And we have a great conversation about it and we work through it. And he's so present for me and my kids. And he's a wonderful grandfather to my kids. So my family is expanding me. And I look around and I have all this beautiful energy in my life. And I know that never again, never again will I accept anything that does not align with where I am at in life. So all of this is to say. If you feel like you are missing something in your relationship, if you feel like you're missing something in your dating life, if you feel less than satisfied and happy about the friendships and the relationships in your life, there's a reason. There's a reason. And it's time to evaluate that. And it's time to expand. It's time to see where it is that you need to be expanded. Where do you need to up-level? What's next? If you don't have good friendships, what do you need to do to bring good friendships into your life? And also it's going to ask you to self-reflect because in order to have good friends, you also need to be a good friend. Where are you not showing up in your friendships? In order to have a healthy love relationship, you need to be your own best lover. When I say lover, I mean you are your own best partner and you are loving yourself in the way that you want to be loved and you want to love another human being because, my friend, I tell you, until you have a deep relationship with yourself, you're not emotionally available for someone else either. Because if you aren't in touch with yourself, if you don't know what you need, if you don't know what you want, if you're not showing up for yourself, if you're self-abandoning, if you don't know your boundaries, if you don't know your emotions, if you can't identify your triggers, if you can't show up for yourself in a healthy way, how the fuck could you show up for someone else and expect them to show up for you? Because healthy relationships start with us. And I found that out the moment I chose to leave an unhealthy relationship and pursue what is now, to date, the best relationship I've ever had. And that's the one I have with myself. So I hope you take this as food for thought going into the the upcoming weekend. This releases on a Friday. And I hope it serves in some way. And thank you all for being here in our podcast. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. Sending you all so much love and light. Have a beautiful day. If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring. (laughs) 